When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Always a busy time in football in January, particularly right now because the Asian Cup is about to get underway with the Socceroos. And of course, we're still digesting the terrible news from yesterday that Sam Kerr has suffered an ACL pretty much ending her 2024 before it started to chat. All these issues and plenty more. Robbie Thompson has been good enough to join us again. Channel 10 and Paramount Plus commentator. Hello, Robbie. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. And to all your listeners as well. Wasn't a happy New Year when the news came through yesterday about Sam Kerr. Uh, what was your initial reaction and, and what it all means for the Matildas, particularly given it is an Olympic year? Yeah, devastating news for the Matildas. I mean... We, we have the precedent of the Women's World mm. Cup. Um, but I, I think instead of, instead of looking at, I mean, we have to look at it as positively as we can to say, yes, we can do it. We can reach the semifinals of a major tournament without Sam Kerr um, fully fit. But I think we could have gone one step further if Sam had been there. I think we could, could have made the final if Sam Kerr had been 100% fit. Um, she's one of the best players in the world. Uh, and it, it, is, it is devastating for the side, particularly because we know that without Sam, we struggle to find the back of the net. We struggle to find goals. Now, we can have, you know, makeshift uh, replacements, adapt. Mary Fowler can come into the middle. Caitlin Ford can come into the middle. Um, Emily Van Egmond can return to the starting 11, where she's sort of been pushed to the, to the outer. And we saw with her recent stint in the A-League women's competition that she's still a quality footballer. But it doesn't deny the fact that you're, you're without you know, the best striker in world football and, and something that Sam does so well, better than any other striker in world football is her aerial threat. And it's something that the Matildas have that no other team almost in international women's football have. So you don't think, you're basically saying you don't think we can win gold without Sam? It's going to take something very, very special. With Sam, we made the semifinals and finished fourth at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, with a half-fit Sam, we made the semi-finals. Without Sam and without that goal threat that she brings, it's going to be it's going to be very tough. Having said that, the Olympics again is a different sort of competition. It's a smaller competition. The squads are smaller. Um, you know, it's a much. There's three group games. Then suddenly it's quarterfinals, semi-finals. There's a, there's a round missing. Um, so you know, it's not as hard. It's not as grueling as a as a World Cup is. And anything can happen on the day. And, you know, everyone knows that Australian football and Matildas and Socceroos are never better than when they're written off. And, and one player's misfortune in Sam Kerr's, in this case, is going to be, for somebody, a great uh, opportunity, a door opening. And the question is whether they can, whether they can grab it. So that's uh, down the track. And, of course, we've got the World Cup, uh, the, sorry, the Olympic qualifiers uh, next month to get through first, already sold out here at Marble Stadium against Uzbekistan. Uh, 
more pressing is the Asian Cup for the Socceroos. A good win in their lead-up game. Interesting comments I saw from Jackson Irvine after the game saying one of the the challenges for the Socceroos is going to be just to keep their emotions in check. That it was a bit of a spiteful game the other day against Bahrain, and quite often some of these Asian teams, you know, that time-wasting and, and certain tactics can frustrate the Socceroos. Do you think that's a something they've got to be mindful of? Yeah, I do. I, I, I really do. I think, and I think that's a, a, a growing, um, it's a maturity that we need to bring to our game. I mean, we know we don't like this ultra-professionalism of the result at any cost, and whether that means a bit of play acting, a bit of gamesmanship. As, as Australians, we don't like that approach, but we don't have to employ those tactics, but we've got to rise above it, especially now as referees are all over those time wastings. We've seen at the, at the World Cup in Qatar that we were having 11 minutes of stoppage time, all these things added on. That will, that will continue again at the Asian Cup. So yes, it is frustrating, um, but you have to keep a lid on that. You have to look at the, the main prize. We have the squad um, that's capable of going a long way into the tournament. Um, I'm not sure on paper we're the best team. Mm. Japan and Korea and Saudi Arabia, um, even if there are a couple of surprises in their squad, uh, uh, you know, are, are very strong sides that have proven at, at the international level as well. Um, but we're in it. We're in it to win it. We know that we're coming off the back of that World Cup in Qatar. And uh, if things go our way, why not? But you always need a, a little bit of luck in a, in a big international tournament as well. Is winning at the pass mark for the Socceroos, or as you said there, on paper, you, you, you would say Japan and South Korea are probably stronger, and there's a lot of other very strong nations in Asia now as well. So is, is the pass mark winning it, or have we made the final and lost? Would that still be a successful tournament? Winning an international tournament is an amazing accomplishment. I mean, Ange Postacoglu still talks about it as, as his greatest achievement. Um, when asked about, you know, coaching Tottenham Hotspur and people asking him, he, he says winning the Asian Cup is something so special. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, turn up our noses at that and say, look, we made the second round of the World Cup, but we, we're a chance to win the Asian Cup. Winning the Asian Cup is something very, very special. We've only done it once, 2015. Um, it's more than a pass. A, a pass mark is, you know, depending on the circumstances, semi-finals. It's similar to what we were saying about the Matildas at the Women's World Cup. Quarterfinals is a pass. Making the semis would be fantastic, and the dream is to win it. Well, I think probably it's a similar situation for, for the Socceroos at this Asian Cup. Look, making the semi-finals would be a fantastic achievement, and, and going on to win it would be brilliant. I mean, it would, it would be confirmation that this generation is indeed the new golden generation of the Socceroos. And and look, we've got to believe it. We've got to have the, the faith that we can do it, but it's not going to be easy. I don't think we should, we should think that, that this side is just going to waltz through Asia. Japan have players playing in the top leagues all over the world. We don't yet still. South Korea have players playing in, in the top flight. In Spain, they have you know, in Germany, in France, in England. I mean, these are quality footballing nations. We, we are not there yet, but we have our spirit and we have our, our tactics and we have our our players who are rising, who are on the rise. And, uh, you know, winning it would be extraordinary. We're speaking with Robbie Thompson, Channel 10 and Paramount Plus football commentator. So Matthew Leckie was so important at the World Cup, is injured. Matt Ryan won't be seen to the latter parts of the tournament. Aaron Moy has been a very important player for the Socceroos, no longer part of the setup. Who's the key man, do you think, in this Socceroos team, if we are to be successful? This is, this is um, look, this is... 
this is the, the big debate every year. We wonder who's going to step up. I mean, we talk about Matthew Leckie. Was anyone really expecting Matthew Leckie? I mean, we saw it in the A-League when he came back after his decade in Germany. What an impressive player he was. But I'm not sure anyone was really expecting him to have the World Cup he had where he was absolutely sensational, that goal against Denmark. Look, Bruno Fornaroli is bringing a lot of form into this tournament at 36 years of age. Jackson Irvine is captain of St. Pauli in, in the Bundesliga second division. Um, he is a, a key player in this side with his ability to, to lead the team, but also his ability to make late runs into the box to score important goals. Um, in defence, Harry Sutar, a threat from set pieces going forward as well. Um, he will be important at the back with his new partnership with Burgess. I mean, our key has always been our strength as a team. We've still got Craig yeah. Goodwin. We've got Martin Boyle. We've got these players capable of delivering good balls, of, of creating danger from set pieces and otherwise. We've got height. We've got that spirit. Um, I wouldn't like to, to try and signal out any, any individual, but Jackson Irvine will lead this side. And if he um, can lead it with the kind of charisma and style and, and panache that he's been playing with his club side and the Socceroos of late, we'll have a good tournament. And Robbie, we lost a, a footballing giant uh, overnight. For those that aren't as a fay with the world game, just give us an idea of the impact that Franz Beckenbauer had on football. Um, incredible. Incredible impact for a, for a player when the sport wasn't, was on the rise, but it wasn't the sport that we saw of professional sport that came in the 1990s and, and where sport really went to the next level. He was one of those legends of the 1960s and 70s, um, Franz Beckenbauer. He, he brought something to the game which we hadn't really seen before, which was an elegance um, outside of the Brazilian players who were, were so good on the football and Pelé's team that won the World Cup three times. It was a sign that Germans and Europeans could play football, not just physically, but elegantly as well. He, he redefined the role of sweeper at the back in, in the 1970s. He captained Germany to the World Cup in 1974 with that victory over the Netherlands, a fantastic Netherlands side as well. That was probably the pinnacle of German football. He wrote you know, the history of Bayern Munich. They won the Champions League for three years in a row in the 1970s as well. And he was their captain. He was their leader. Um, he went on to coach West Germany to the, to the World Cup final victory as well in 1990. Um, and he was a great statesman for the game. Perhaps in the latter years, we know that he was caught up in, a, yeah. a, in the, the, you know, the, the, all, the, all the, the negative side of FIFA and the corruption of the game in allocating World Cups and rights and his involvement in Germany hosting the 2006 World Cup. Um, you know, that tarnishes, I think, a little bit his, his post, his political career after his playing and coaching career, but take nothing away from the player that he was. He was a, a sensational footballer and, and rightfully has his name up there alongside the likes of Pelé, of Cruyff, of Maradona for what he brought to the European game. Yeah, an absolute giant of the game. Robbie, always uh, appreciate the time. Uh, the A-League was fantastic on the weekend. Some, cl- some great games and some great goals. We'll discuss that uh, with Jason Guerrier out of 11 o'clock. But Robbie, thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Always a pleasure.